0: Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World, and today, once again, I'm going to save you uh, from being unexcited about soccer. Because soccer is amazing, it is the beautiful sport, and it is World Cup season. We are a month away from World Cup soccer, and it's, it's terribly exciting because the men's team, the U.S. men's team, is actually good this year. I know you hear that every four years, maybe not four years ago, uh, certainly in 2014, it was an impressive run. 1994, obviously. Great for us. Uh, but so there are going to be Fox Sports reporters and anchors and athletes embedded throughout the entire tournament. Every game at the 64 matches that you will see uh, in and around Fox Sports, there will be Fox Sports people there In Qatar, it's going to be a phenomenal broadcasting experience, even better for fans, because not only do you have the best teams in all of sports broadcasting, you also have a really great men's team, and you can feel the excitement building. Uh, So today... I need to talk to someone who's going to be there, someone who knows soccer, someone who has covered uh, multiple World Cups, someone who has played lacrosse at the collegiate level, someone who understands a multitude of sports from speed skating uh, all the way to professional hockey, where her heart resides with various family members. She has covered Supercross for Fox Sports. Uh, Again, soccer, you have seen her covering NFL for Fox Jenny Taft, welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. Thank you. That was a great intro. I feel awesome about myself.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You
0: are awesome. And you're a new mom, which makes you even more awesome. Boy, six months in. It's incredible. So Travis Barker, uh, he's famous for being Kourtney Kardashian's husband mm-hmm. and also the drummer for Blink-182. <laughs> he has one of my favorite quotes about having kids. Uh, having kids gives you superpowers. Hmm. And it really does because it allows you to focus the most important things in your life uh, into that which is entirely necessary. And there is nothing better at helping you prioritize what you love most than bringing a child into the world and having your heart live outside your body. It's
1: so wild, too, because I feel like I've had Gigi forever, but also she's been here for six months. And like you said, there's no it's like this job that every single day is something new. I I've always wanted to be a mom. It felt like with working as a reporter and traveling, like,
0: how am I going to do it? And you just figure it out. So that's that's a really good point because with what you do especially, you know, it's like these intense seasonal broadcasts and you're always traveling. And so people hold themselves back. But then you look around, and you're like, oh, there are other parents. Mm-hmm. I can do this. So did you ask some of the other moms? Too? I did. I talked to a lot of women reporters
1: and and I also just kind of followed my gut and I kept thinking to myself my mom was a working mom and I I never felt like she was away she was she made it to the important events I didn't feel like because she was working that I missed out on some of those moments my dad traveled too and I'm hoping that look I'm I'm not bringing Gigi to Qatar I think that would be a lot on a she will be look 7 to 8 months it's a long way away she's going to stay with some great family while I'm gone and I thought Later in life, she'll look back and think how cool that my mom was able to be a female broadcaster in Qatar covering the Men's World Cup. I mean, that's pretty unique. So I'm hoping that those are moments that she'll be proud of later on in
0: life. And I'll be the one struggling on FaceTime. She'll well, be fine. no, but you will you will see her on FaceTime and you can also bring one of her blankies in a Ziploc bag and you can take a sniff when you need it. Good idea. And and you guys uh, will always be connected. So don't feel bad Thank about you. that. And, and she as soon as you're back, you are back in action and uh, you're good to go. But tell me about the men's team, because we do finally have some really exciting players for so long was like Landon Donovan. And, you know, that was really the only name Mm -hmm. that people knew. But tell me about, you know, we have some pretty phenomenal younger players who are successfully playing in Europe. So for people who maybe don't know a lot about the men's team what can they look forward to?
1: There's so much to look forward to. And you you know this game, right? You know these players. And the youth of this team is something that I think ultimately will be something that matters for how good they are. So so many of these guys are playing overseas. You know a guy like Christian Pulisic. He's Mm -hmm. clearly uh, Captain Captain America. America. Thank you. Look at you, 24 years old, but he hasn't had his World Cup moment, right? They didn't qualify. We know what happened in Russia, what didn't happen four years ago. He finally has an opportunity to really have that stage. And then there's these young players, 19 years old. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're talking about Gio Reyna. Like, we have Yunus Musa, who's this midfielder that could have played for Ghana. He could have played for Italy. He could have played for England. He chose to represent the U.S. He's 19. He's incredible. Wow, that's amazing. 19 years old and wanted to play for the U.S. There's a great story that uh, U.S. coach Greg Berhalter said, well, can I swear on this? Mm -hmm, He was like, hell yeah, we got him. Like he was so excited when he decided to represent the U.S. And that also came from a lot of the players reaching out to him and saying, like, you want to be a part of this. So this is a group of players that have known each other from a youth level, Weston McKinney, another guy, Tyler Adams—they grew up Weston playing McKinney, together.
0: Uh, he coached at UCLA. Mm. Yes, he was an assistant coach at UCLA. Oh my gosh! Yes, in 2019.
1: Okay, there you go. Go Bruins!
0: Look, like, like fours up. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> we can talk Bruins. How about those college football Bruins? They're playing so. They're long amazing. right now. Yo, you mean you're six and zero oh, UCLA Bruins? Oh, I know. I'm because I'm. I would love to have a game in LA. You know how I feel about that. I'm uh, fingers crossed for a USC-UCLA coming up, but that's a whole other sport. We can talk about college football another day. They're young and they're hungry and they have this talent. And unfortunately, the last time we saw them was just a couple of weeks ago. I was in Spain for the friendly. It wasn't a great performance. I know we need to score goals, but it was a weird atmosphere. There were no fans in the stands. I just believe that because they're playing overseas and they have they have all the tools, I think they're going to rise to the occasion. It's the most talented team by far. So can they put it together? And I
0: believe they will. Okay, so you talk to the people inside and outside uh, the men's national team. How do you create chemistry? You know, do other countries do it differently than we do here? And how do you forge that necessary bond, that feeling of it's us against the world? Because, you know, that's when the elevated team play comes in when when people really feel like they are banded together Mm -hmm. and there is a sense of destiny now obviously as fans and you as a broadcaster you want to bring that you know it's like we want to live that story but how do you make that a reality I think it all comes from
1: the head coach and having the same plan and I what I can say about being around this team they really do like Greg Berhalter, and they believe in his plan. And that chemistry comes from that. And I've mentioned this all day. These players really like each other. It sounds basic. No, but but it's really important. They really like each other. They play in a fantasy football league. Walker Zimmerman is the commissioner. He writes weekly reports that they all read. They golf together all the time. And they genuinely like each other. Like, the vibe around camp has been so positive. So while the last time I saw them, some were on the cusp trying to make that team still... They really get along. And in those moments where everything's on the line at a World Cup, you have to have that backbone. Mm -hmm. And that's why I I think it will matter.
0: I think it will matter, too. And, And I think not being in Russia will be great. I'm disgusted that Russia got the World Cup and the Olympics. We have more of this interview in moments coming up. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for OutKick the show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on OutKick.com forward slash watch. So what is it going to be like having the World Cup in November? Mm -hmm. Uh, Will we get to see live matches?
1: So, yes, all of our matches, which is so fun for at least the group stage, you're going to wake up and see a lot of soccer. So, 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, you're going to have all the games. The U.S. is actually playing at 2 p.m. Eastern for every match during the group stage. That's amazing. So, we're going to have so much soccer for you. Wake up, join us. I mean, we're going to have really coverage throughout the day. Fox and FS1 and USA England, Black Friday. I mean, what an incredible moment for families to be together. Uh, Fox has always owned fall with football. Mm-hmm. And now we have USA England on Black Friday.
0: No, and I'm, I'm glad that it's Fox Sports bringing uh, the World Cup to fans because I feel like it, before I worked at Fox, Fox was invested in soccer and just did a much better job of delivering action and games and commentary to fans because it's very difficult, as you know, because in this country there are two kinds of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who follow soccer international soccer religiously and champions league they, they you know Bundesliga, everything <laughs> they they do they, they follow it religiously they know all the players you know all the teams they know all the national teams and you know this this is the pinnacle of that constant fandom and then you have the every four years people which i don't fault because i think it's exciting mm-hmm. like you know it's almost how we watch the olympics like yeah. I don't know a lot about biathlon. I certainly don't know a lot about curling. But when someone from the U.S. is doing well, I'm screaming. And then when they win a gold medal and they play the national anthem, I am crying. Mm-hmm. So, so, <laughs> but I, I feel like Fox has always done a good job of like honoring the fans who know everything and also bringing stuff to people who are just tuning in for a little bit. I
1: appreciate that. And I think it, a lot of my colleagues are just the best of the best. I, I love working with Alexi Lawless. I mean, he's just so knowledgeable. Uh, Stu Holden is one of my closest friends. They're so connected to the game. He and John Strong have called. They're going to call up to, well, it will be 300 matches together during the World Cup. So, like, they are such a great partnership. And I, I go back and forth with the fans in the U.S. because I'm so... I'm like a part of it, but I also cover other sports. Yes. I love soccer, but do I know every single stat about every guy? I'm not going to lie and say I do. My job, I believe, is to bring you the story about the players and help the fan base get to know these guys that we need to tell their stories. Like, I want my mom to get to know Eunice Musa the same way a diehard fan understands his game and knows his background. Mm-hmm. Like, we can do a Good job of telling both of those stories. And I want the soccer fan base almost to be welcoming in that way because let's embrace these new fans because we want to grow the game. That's ultimately why we're That's here. That's the only
0: way you do it. And and it's like I understand there are purists in this country and they're like, oh, you don't understand the beautiful game. And it's like, well, help me. It's like, let's not be snobs about yes. it. Let's let's watch it and be stoked and then learn more and more because Even if you're not an expert, it is so much fun to watch. Mm And in 2014, um, when the U.S. was playing Portugal, I'll never forget, I was in a sports bar on the Upper West Side and... Uh, there were two cops parked outside the sports bar and when uh, the US scored they were they put their sirens on and everyone was screaming and pouring out into the streets and I really feel like because we had this pause in 2018 like people are primed it is post pandemic mm-hmm. fan fever yes. and and they are ready and all you have to do is watch one match and when they do well you will see and you will be addicted and do not be soccer snobs either way because you're absolutely right. It cuts both ways. There'll be like, mm, soccer is not a sport. Baseball is a sport. Football is a sport. Soccer is the only sport that pretty much all American kids play. It's absolutely. really, it's the only one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like girls don't play football. A lot of guys don't play football anymore because parents are worried about concussions. Uh, but everyone plays soccer. Therefore, everyone has an understanding, working knowledge of how the game is played so don't be snobs in that way, and uh, also don't be snobs for people who are just figuring it out, be yeah. nice and gentle. Let's welcome involved. everyone, exactly that's what right. we want to do. So, what are you most looking forward to when you're there? A the voozula <sighs> will they have a I got maybe, I don't know yet. This will be my so first that was time, like in, in 20, 2014 and uh, 2010, it was deafening, like mm. you couldn't hear anything. It was like. And uh, but I I if I were at a game I would bring my own I probably like bring a couple and give them out to part of people around me <laughs> give it out yeah and maybe like start a Voozla band um, but I don't know if they're going to allow that in the Middle East I what
1: I can say about now being a part of a World Cup men's and women's and there's just this the international flair for the game and the passion of these fan bases that travel it's like I've not it's nothing like you've ever experienced before mm-hmm. so I love to do that and be a part of those stories and I'm also looking forward to I've thought a lot about this like being a female reporter in Qatar Mm. where a place where Not a lot of women reporters are in that role. Like, I'm really proud to represent that. Good for you. What an amazing thought. I I
0: just think it matters. It absolutely matters. Yeah, so I've thought about that a lot. Like, as as the mother of two daughters, like, I want my girls to have strong role models. Mm -hmm. I want them to have people that they look up to, women they look up to in broadcasting and in business. And that's a wonderful thing. And I, I hope you say that on air. I hope you say that so all... Uh, the, the moms and the girl dads watch and go, you know what? She's absolutely right. And this is a, a big deal. And, you know, I imagine you're not going to be wearing a tube top and hot pants. No, we are going to
1: stay covered. And it's, I mean, look, we respect their culture. I'm going to cover up. I'm going to wear jackets and have dresses and skirts and pants below my knees. Like, uh, of course, that's part of their culture. But I I have thought about that where as a female walking around there, it's it's unique. It's different. And if I need to cover up for a little bit, I'll, I'll have a shawl. I'll have a scarf. I, I'm not I want to respect their tradition in that way. But in the same way, I also want to show that females can have that role and be in the media and respected. And we're so lucky to have those opportunities here that I have put a lot of thought into that and just the role
0: It's important to represent that for so many women. And I hope my daughter will see that one day. Oh, she absolutely will. And she will be stoked. And you're going to have some mad flex in there somewhere. (laughs) Like you're going to have some piece of clothing or something. It's like, yeah, that's right. Here you go. (laughs) I'll do my best. Uh, Well, I cannot wait to watch Jenny. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I will be watching every match. I will high five you through the screen. And we would love a full report when you come back. Okay, deal. Jenny Taft, thank you for being a part of the podcast. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network.